quality, integrity, commitment to the customers. That's how business is done at Nice Archery. You expect your archery equipment to work properly on every shot. And that is exactly what Nice Archery strives to do. Get your archery equipment shooting to its fullest potential with the expert service at Nice Archery on Quality Lime Road in Marshall, Illinois. Look them up on Facebook or at NiceArchery.com. Welcome to the Wobbly Arrow Podcast, featuring your favorite host. Beautiful and lovely, talented. Justin Horn. World famous, yeah. World famous? Yeah. And Jimmy Nice. That's it, honey. I think I got a tick in my butt crack. And I'm like a 16-year-old girl who just turned 16. You know I me mean? like I'm some crackhead. Oh, I looked at him like a, he was a 16-year-old girl that, that just, turned just turned 16. 16. <laughs> Spread his butt cheeks for some reason. Yeah, I, well, I like to do that when I'm nervous. Well, hello there, J-Ho. How you doing, Yimmy? I am doing well. Doing well? Yeah. How you been? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good? Pretty good. It's deer season. It is deer season. Best time of the year. It is when you remember your release. That is very true, which I have. You're not, one for three, right? One, I'm, yeah, one three for three. hunts and one release. Yeah, time. one one release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And and I'm, I've got to be honest, <clears throat> I get the biggest kick in the world out of it when you call me or text me and like, guess what I just did? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty mad, especially the last time I did it. Yeah. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I bet you did. I thought it was hilarious. I was cussing. I was I road rage, everything. Oh, I bet. Oh, You're yeah. probably driving 120 down the road. Oh, at least. <laughs> the Sonic will do 120 for sure. I, I was laughing so loud in my <clears throat> office when you called me because I was at work. I right. mean, people were probably thinking, what's wrong with that guy? Because <laughs> I lost it. I, I don't know. I don't have an extra... And, uh, uh, too bad you don't know somebody with a bow shop that's been offering you, hey, take this extra release I got laying around. It won't shoot the, the Scott. Like, it won't shoot the same. I'll actually shoot off to the left or right with a different release. I don't know why it does that. Uh-huh. But every time I've Not tried. Not if you practice with both. You could probably get it close. I'm probably kidding. I don't know. Or buy another know. Scott, maybe. Yeah, I could always just put Mandy's in my bag. She never hers used, the same release? She never uses it. Dude, do it. I should. Yeah. Just leave it in the bag. Hook it on something in the bag where it's always with you. <clears throat> yeah. Something you always take. Mm-hmm. You know, like you should always take your release. So. Yeah, every time. <laughs> Instead of walking over a brand new scrape and not knowing that your release is not in your bag. Congratulations. Yeah. So, the commercial you heard <clears throat> before the intro music was for my bow shop, Nice Archery. That's my new commercial, located in Marshall, Illinois. I'll tell you what, um, business is getting brisk this year. My customer base, so started open to the public January of 2016. I was doing it in the basement for myself and friends and then friends of friends. And I told Lori, I said, maybe having a midlife crisis here, but I think I want to open a bow shop to the public. So I went through all the legal mumbo jumbo and insurance and all the fun sucking stuff that sucks the fun out of Right, yeah. You know, Um, got legal did it i've started small and i'm still small but my customer base is growing huh nothing what'd you say nothing what was that go ahead no you derailed me go ahead what (laughs) what did you just say to me you say something about pants said you're small oh yeah yeah, yeah, in the in the pants Hey, I'm a white guy. I've never disputed that. That's true. All yeah. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, you're you're on a roll too. Yeah. I had so up. I started uh, January of 2016. <clears throat> I started small. I'm getting more and more customers. My customer base is growing, and it's kind of funny because I'll sit here 
because I have a full-time job, I'm open six to nine through the week and then nine to three on Saturday. There'll be a night where nobody will come by. I'll just sit here and think, my gosh, did I make the wrong decision? And then the next day there'll be 12 people at once. Right. You know what I mean? It's just the way it works. And I've come in and we sit around for an hour Nobody show up, and then all of a sudden, there'll be six vehicles pull in at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, where, what hat, where are all these people? And it's always just something different. Yep. Or yep. Most time, it's somebody who's got a bow that's not shooting right. Or, yeah. I love <clears> those. When those kind of people, I had a guy stop by today and needed to buy some arrows, and, and um, he wanted a paper tune. Paper tune looked good, but I said, go outside and shoot 20, 30, 40. And his center shot was off on his arrow rest. So, the farther he got back, the farther to the right he went, and I got him all dialed in, and he was tickled pink. He was here from Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a super nice guy, but stuff like that just tickles me. That's my favorite. When people stop by and I can help them improve, that's why I do it. I have yet to make profit, I mean, in the shop. I'm still, it's all tied up in the inventory. I don't pay myself. It's just a passion. We should so. stop using your own equipment. Probably should. I guess that's the perk, right? When you own a shop, you're like, hmm, I'll take that for myself. Yep, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. Yeah, right. That's what it is. Like tomorrow when I take the camo (laughs) clothes off the rack to go hunt. Yeah. I haven't told my wife that yet, and she's sitting over there listening to us. She knows now. She might know now. By the the way, you might as well go ahead and announce. I know you announced it on your uh, Facebook, but let them know what you're selling. Oh, yeah. Predator camo. Predator camo. Yeah. Official dealer. Official Predator camo dealer. It is good, high-quality garments. It's got uh, some of their stuff's athletic fit, four-way stretch. Some of it's two-way stretch. It's super comfy, Sherpa wool lined. It's treated with the DWR durable water repellent, so the water beads up and falls off. Yeah. Won't. I mean, if it's pissing like a... Or pouring like a cow piss on a flat rock, you're going to get wet. Right. It's just, but if it's mainly a, for a drizzle or, or for snow getting in and out. Or, yeah. Yeah. It will beat up and fall off. And, and the important thing there is your clothing doesn't fill up and get heavy, and it maintains its breathability, so you're not sitting like a wet, soggy towel. And I, and I can contest to that it beads up and falls off. That's why Jimmy's floor is soaked right now, because he wanted to give me a demo. <laughs> That's what happens when you pour half of a 20-ounce <laughs> bottle of water <laughs> instead of a couple drops. Right. But no, it's good-looking stuff. I've uh, got a little bit here in the shop if people want to stop by and try it on. Um, I, I would like to see the results that you get. Yeah. When you try oh, it out, yeah, I wanna, definitely. Yeah, I want to see what happens because it is different. Yeah, it, is, it breaks up your outline really, really well. Yeah, it's a different looking camo. It's uh, they're out of Wisconsin, so if you see something in the catalog, you try on here and you want something in a different size. It takes me two days. If I order on a Monday, it's here Wednesday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah so American company. It. So nice. Um, yeah, America, so. America, bitch. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So no, it's good clothing. I'm I'm uh, I'm glad to be on board with Predator. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of. We're, we're sitting here looking at it, by the way. Uh, it's you know ASAT. Yeah. How they got their uh-huh. line? It's like that mixed with the actual tree Leaves limb tree limb sticks. camo. Yeah. Yeah, that's about. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, I like it. It's, it's nifty. So far, so far, so good. So um, I'm having customers are responding well to it so see how it does yeah yeah just an, another thing to try and help people out Jimmy, sell them quality clothing you fall a turkey with it tomorrow on a tree it'll really work that's out. the plan so yeah. i've got a trail camera here's the deal though so i've got a trail camera where i'm getting pictures of these toms coming out every day between three and five there might be three of them there might be ten of them right 
the stand that would be ideal to hunt them out of tomorrow's bad wind for deer. And I'm not deer hunting yet because the corn's still out, but I'm going to whack a deer if a big buck comes by. I'm not, Ozonics. I'm not shooting a doe. Well, I don't own Ozonics. I uh, own the Ozonic, the scent crusher for to treat my clothes, but right. I don't have Ozonics to go on the tree yet. Um, my wallet needs to get a little bit fatter, and then I'll start carrying Ozonics. I think everybody needs to be a little fatter if you're going to start doing Ozonics. That's, but it works. Does I'm it? a believer. Really? Oh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but I'm going to go down to the stand at the other end of the food plot that's good for the Northwest wind we got tomorrow. And Th- is that what you're going to do tomorrow? So you're not going turkey? Tomorrow, no, I'm turkey, but it's at the other end of the field. So hopefully they work down that way. And Oh, I got gotcha. you. I'll whack one. Put the old ram cat through him. That's right. Yeah. Ram him. I was shooting today out to 60 yards. I mean, I'm pretty well dialed in, ready to go. So if I get a turkey within 40, I'll uh, let her rip. Let the air out of him. Oh, you can shoot one at 60. That <clears throat> might not be totally ethical. A turkey? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be all right. They got feelings too, J Ho. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. So, they got feelings. Anyway, that's uh that's my little my little thing about niece archery. If you uh if you've ever wanted to get into bow hunting, and this will be a segue into our next segment. Um if you ever wanted to get into bow hunting and come by the shop, talk to me. I can help you get started. Um no need to be intimidated at all no we'll go as slow as we need to go for you to get it um i've got a little trainer here where you can draw back and we'll practice the form and the mechanics of it and what it takes before you even get a bow in your hand that's going to go off so you'll be completely comfortable with everything you'll know exactly what to do when to do it how to do it and then we'll get you moved into a bow here in the shop close range where you know lower poundage if that's what you need and we'll make you comfortable no yeah. no need at all to be intimidated no just come in jimmy gets you set up yeah we'll get you fixed up <clears throat> so i've got a friend who just got into archery this fall joe and um he's loving it he's a really good shot he shoots a lot of trap yeah and so i think shooting's natural to him and he understands the mechanics of shooting and following through and not you know ripping on a trigger being nice and smooth right um but I've been trying to get Joe down here, but he lives about an hour and a half away. But um, I'm excited to answer some of the questions he's got, and I want to save his stuff for the podcast rather than just through text or talking right. on the phone. Um, but I wanted to talk about tonight, um, let's get into some very, very beginner stuff for, for archery. So our seasoned veterans who are listening, we may bore you to tears. and You may learn something. Who knows? But basically, you've got um, two – two kinds of vertical bows a vertical bow is up and down right right and then you've got the crossbow which they legalized this year in illinois for the whole season oh did they really yeah okay yeah, i had a guy come by last night with an old <clears throat> crossbow he dug out of the closet and i put new sardines on a string for him so we can go yeah well. but hey he's getting out there yeah you're That's getting out there I, and, and you know when it first started in indiana we were Everybody was kind of against it, you know, and I have my, my reasons aren't the same as I don't like it when people just hand the crossbow to kids and just are like here. Cause some people are a little careless with yeah. it and I've seen fingers. I've seen. Oh, fingers. it'll rip your thumb right yeah. off. So, I mean, it's just, that's kind of the thing to me. 
as far as people using it, you, you can't use it like a shotgun. No. You, you can't. Some people might think you can, but you're not hurting anything. The danger level's a little <clears throat> bit higher. Yeah. On a crossbow. It is. And the, For the user. But it's not, you know, it's not like it's that much easier. You still no. got arrow drop. You still have yeah. to be steady. And those crossbows aren't, aren't light. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're all heavy. So, so you got, that's called the... The horizontal bow, the vertical bows, the two that you could get started with. One is one, so there's two different types, families. Um, you've got the traditional, which is your recurves and your long bows. Right. Which is, they can be made with one piece of wood or fiberglass. They can have bolt-on limbs. You have one string. So when you draw that bow back, there's zero let off. If it's a 45-pound bow, you're pulling back, you're holding 45 pounds at 28 inches. That's right. Roughly. Um, usually those are shot with fingers, no sights for the most part. Um, you shoot instinctively with those. They're fairly slow compared to the compounds, but which is look, the other you're looking at, you're looking at half for uh, at least as far as speed wise, you're looking at half, but yeah. you're also shooting a lot heavier arrow. We will probably, we were not going to get that far. Well, yeah. We won't get that in depth, <laughs> but the thing is you have zero let off. So when you pull it back, you don't hold it back and aim. Nope. You draw you back and you let go. Yeah. And that is a great way for people to get into archery, especially kids, because you can get little lightweight ones. Yeah. Um, and you can do recurve or you can do long bows. So that's one avenue to go. The other avenue is compound. Compound has a string, but it also has cables on it that use the power of the limbs f for the um, for all the force. Right. For all of the, the velocity. It stores energy in the limbs. When you pull it back, it may be, let's say, a 40-pound bow. The limbs max out at 40 pounds. Right. But when you pull it back and you hit the let-off, the let-off is 80% on most bows. Most you can bows. get you target can get higher. Guys, yeah, you can get, you can lower. get higher, lower. But I would say they average what, Average 80. 80 yeah. to 85. I think PSE's got a 90% now let-off. Um, so once you get it pulled back on a 40-pound bow... Once you get it pulled back and it kind of relieves the poundage, you're holding eight pounds. Right. You're not holding anything. No. And that feels like nothing. And anymore, sometimes you can, I've seen some bows, you can actually let go of the riser and just the sheer poundage of the riser will hold the, uh, your bow and draw. Yeah. We so, talking like on a scale or something. Yeah, on a scale. Um, <clears throat> So here's the thing, though, for beginning archers, 40 pounds doesn't sound like a lot. Eight pounds about anybody could handle. It's a weird muscle that you use in your back that you to draw a bow. You don't use it uh, ever, it yeah, seems like. really, you don't. Unless you work out and you specifically target that muscle group right there, right. you don't. So you've got that. It's, it takes, it's harder than to get started than it sounds, but you ramp up strength so quickly yeah, from yeah. shooting. Yeah, it doesn't take long. Five, six times a day, even if you just went out and just shot your bow. Yeah. It it not not different sets, just literally six, Five to six, six arrow arrows. Shots, yeah. yeah. Uh you'll you can build it up real, real fast. Yeah, you can build it up fast. The second part that you'll run into is the weight of the bow itself when you hold it out in front of you all the way like you're supposed to properly. The muscle has to develop on top of your shoulder of the bow hand, that shoulder. So I, what I see people do a lot of times is they'll kind of lean back and cantilever their arm to hold that weight up of the of that bow because it is fairly heavy. Yeah. You know, a four-pound bow, four pounds <clears throat> doesn't sound like much, but when you have it out there, 
and, it and, adds up. And according to what kind of, I mean, if you got a quiver on, that's even yeah. more, you know, and it just, I know it's ounces, but, you know, when you don't just hold something straight out exactly. inside your body ever, then, you know, you're going to have trouble. Yeah. And the good news is, the good news is that muscle builds up quickly as well. You can be in good bow shooting shape in two to three weeks. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Would say. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can get stretch bands from Walmart. I tell a lot of youth and women that come in here that don't quite have the strength. Go get you a stretch band. Here's what you want to do. I had one gal. She came in here. She's a little bitty petite gal. She had a 40. I could only get her bow down to like 32 pounds. She couldn't quite get it. I mean, she had struggle and grunt and strain and lifting the bow up in the air trying to get it back. I said, hey, go to Walmart. Get you some stretch bands. Here's what you need to do. As soon as you're strong enough, bring your bow back. It's brand new and we'll get it set up for you. You know, put a peep in, cut your arrows, all that stuff. She says, okay. She's back two days later. She's like, I'm ready. I'm like, no way. Because right. she was really struggling. <laughs> I'm like, how did you do that so fast? She, well, she's a bank teller. She works at a bank. So anytime she didn't have a customer for those two days, she was doing workouts oh, with well, that stretch band at awesome. work. Yeah. yeah. She was back two days later. She's like, look at this. Pulled it back like it was nothing. That's funny. And and that, that too, you also have to learn how to use your back. Like a lot of people will try to use their shoulders or arms or something like that. You got to learn how to tighten your back up to yeah. draw that bow. And if you don't know how to do that or you don't do it a lot, you'll you'll eventually work your way into it just by yeah. drawing the bow so much. Your body will automatically say, oh, if you do this, it's going to yeah. be a little easier. Just, yep. you know, but when you first try to do it, she may not even been using her back, yeah. you know, so. <clears throat> and see the, the other thing that, that um, um, rookies, new people to the, to shooting They'll tense up their entire body because yeah. they feel like they're holding something that's getting ready to explode. And to be more accurate and more enjoyable, you actually need to relax. There's yeah. only You should only have your rhomboid muscle tight in your back to hold the bow. Once you draw it back and you come to set, there's a way you transfer all of that tension and weight into that muscle group in your back. And it, you can hold the weight there. And it will actually slow your pin down. So when you're aiming with your sight, you look through a little round thing called the peep sight. And you line it up with the sight housing on the front, and you put the pin on whatever you want to hit. Well, when you're tight and pulling stuff real hard, your pin moves fast. And it's it shaking, moves, shaking, yeah, and what, whatever you move, that's what your pin's going to move. And out to at twenty yards, it's not such a big deal, you know. But you know, when you step back to thirty or forty yards, that pin moving makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does. It makes a big difference. So it's good to um, try and stay relaxed. Try and get just your back muscle to hold it. Um, when you look through your peep, the reason that I'm a big fan of going to pro shops and not buying a mail order bow is because the pro shop can get it fit to you. So that's something else that's important for new people. Right. Bows should be a custom fit to your body because everybody's a different height. Their arm lengths are different. Their face measurements from their eye to their to their lip where the string will come by Everybody. is different. Everybody's different. So there is customization that needs to happen to make you the most comfortable, which in turn makes you the most accurate. So go to your pro shop. If you're, if, if you're new to archery, look on Facebook, ask your friends, look at Google, read the reviews, right. find a good shop. They're out there. There's good shops. They will take the, the proper amount of time to get the bow to fit you correctly. And, and you won't leave, you know, wondering oh well what do i do next or something like that you're you're gonna leave a good pro shop you're gonna be at least dialed in at 20 yards yeah. and, and you're and you're gonna be confident in what you have and that's the big confidence is probably 
the the biggest thing of all because if you leave if you leave a shop and you know you don't know ass in from tail end and you don't know where you're going to shoot and stuff yeah. like that then then you find just, a different you, you, wa- you wasted your time yeah wasted your time <clears throat> and money i would i would say close only counts in horseshoes hand grenades and definitely not archery no no the no nope. the, the better you can get fit and get some guidance the faster you will your shooting ability will come up and you'll enjoy it more oh yeah so there's different things so you've got your this um, compound bow with the wheels which they sometimes call cams out on the end some people refer to them as wheels most people say cams your string runs around that your cables run around that you've got a knocking point with a little loop usually that you hook your mechanical release to the release generally goes around your wrist start out with an index um, trigger finger you hook that to the string after you've knocked the arrow the arrow sits on the bow on an arrow rest and you knock it to the string um sorry my dog was derailing me <laughs> got 82 people in here watching me push him around put, put your knock on the Take string outside in between your d-loop yep in between your d-loop you set it on the arrow rest there's several different kinds of arrow rests and we're not going to break those down right now but you draw the bow back when you line up the peep with the front housing, you put that pin on your target, and then you put your finger on the trigger after you've acquired the target. And what he means by front housing, it's you have a sight that's got pins on it. You know, that's right on the inside of that sight. There's going to be some some sights it's yellow, some it's orange, some it's white. You know, it's just a ring. And what you want to do is you want to line that peep up with that ring perfectly every time. Yep. Get to you know that that we repetition. That's what you want to do. The same thing every time. You want just to, the better you can do that, the more accurate you're going to be. Yep. I tell everybody it's a lot like <coughs> pitching. If you pitch in baseball, the key is repetition. Yeah. The same. Everything's got to be the same every time. The anchor is a big thing. You want to anchor with your knuckle of your fist. Like if you make a fist and you're going to punch somebody, your your pointer finger knuckle right there should go with the wrist strap should be underneath your earlobe at the back of your jaw there's a pressure point where if you grew up with friends wrestling you could always push right there real hard and then you know they get them to tap right that's where you want that knuckle every single shot underneath that earlobe at the back of your jaw and sitting in that pressure point that way you can repeat that repeatability is huge in archery right oh yeah So that's one of the things that that you want to do when you first start is find your good anchor point. They have these little discs that they put on the string called a kisser button that all all the purpose that serves is it goes against the corner of your mouth when you come to full draw. Right. So it's the same every single time. Not everybody uses them. As a matter of fact, I use a kisser button. Jimmy doesn't use a kisser button. Yep. So it's, it's just another frame of reference to make sure you're in the same spot every time because if your hand is out floating around and not coming <clears> to the same spot every time, your arrow will never, ever hit the same point no. that you're aiming at. No. And it can get frustrating. Oh, yeah. So it's a good thing that, you know, make sure you find a good anchor point. When you're getting started, make sure you find a shop that can get the bow to fit you. The draw lengths are different. So my draw length is 30 inches long. Justin's is 29. Yep. Right? Yep. So there's an inch of difference if Justin and I would shoot each other's bows. So not only do you have that inch of difference of draw length, but the peep height placement, if I draw Justin's bow back, his peep won't be in front of my eye. I won't be able to see through it. No. So that's why you need to get your own bow that's set up for you. A lot of people think, well, I'll get a bow and so-and-so can shoot it and I can shoot it. We'll take turns. 
That's you, hard to do unless yeah. you're the same size. Mothers and daughters sometimes can pull it off because they're built identical. Yeah. Um, so sisters sometimes can do that if they're the same size. But for the most part, you probably <clears throat> need to be looking into getting your own bow. Yeah, you can't shoot. And, and I, this has come from somebody. My first deer was actually shot with a draw length that was way too long for me. But uh, it just wasn't smart. You know, yeah. it wasn't even a good shot. It was just, I just got lucky. I, and <clears throat> I would say correct draw length is the number one important thing when you're first getting in. If you're going to go to a, po- a pawn shop or a yard sale or something, you need to pay attention to... Is the draw length right? And if not, if the draw length is not correct, look at the cams. They have what's called adjustable mods on them. So if it's an adjustable mod, it'll be like a little circle with usually two set screws in it to where you, and you'll see markings on it to where you can adjust that thing around. Somebody even It'll even have from like 20 to 30, and it'll have the inches written right yeah. next to the holes where you... We're, you set it in. Yep. Some of them have the inch number. Some of them just have marks like a diamond infinite edge. Some of their models have just like one through 13. Right. So, but that's the thing. Those type of bows will, will do a big range from like 18 to 30 inches. Some bows are short ranges like 27 to 30 or 24 to 27. And some bows have cams that are completely set up for one draw length. One draw length. And and you can adjust. Jimmy can <clears throat> get technical with it and, and adjust it a little bit with yeah. through the string cables. Yep. But, but for the most part, that cam is set where it's at. And the only way you can change the draw length is by buying a new cam. Yeah, and that's expensive. Yeah, and it is expensive. So if you think you might have found a bargain for $100, $150, all of a sudden it's like, what, <clears throat> you need $199 for a new cam? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, or 100 bucks <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So that's the thing I would say if you're going to try and figure out your draw length and you're at a pawn shop and they'll let you draw it back, if you can draw it back with your fingers and get it to the corner of your mouth, if you're standing in the correct T archer's position, mm-hmm. if you can get back to here, once you hook a release on, I think you'd be, be pretty good. Pretty good. But but the thing is, if you don't have the right uh, draw length on your bow, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to get comfortable. Yeah, and and then and, and so and your hand's gonna float like you was talking about. And here's a disclaimer: <clears throat> there are some shops that will say, "Oh, I can make it fit anybody," and they can twist up cables and strings, and yeah, they can get the draw length pretty close. But that thing will rattle and bang and clang when you shoot it. It'll be completely jacked up. The cams will be twisted way inside or outside, and it's just not feasible. And the D loop. I have seen a few bows where they'll put like a big long D loop on it. Yeah. And that's not right either. You no. don't don't you don't need to do that. No. Nope. So spend a you know, if you got a barn burning heck of a deal, pass it up if the bow doesn't fit you. It's not worth it. Right. It's just it's really not worth it. So once you get, you know, get your bow, pick out some decent arrows. I wouldn't order arrows off Amazon. I've had some Amazon arrows in here where people bring in for me to refletch or work on. Okay. They are junk. Really? Chinese stuff. I'm uh, talking. I got gotcha. you. You scrape the fletching off and you about cut the arrow in half. Yeah, if you don't know what you're buying. If you're going to, uh, I mean, if you can get, and uh, honestly, even if you order them off Amazon and you order. Order brand names. like Yeah, like the carnivore or something like that, you might as well go to a bow shop 
where they, the, you know, the flats are going to be right. They're going to be cut to your size before you even leave the shop. You're probably going to pay really close to the same price anyway. Yeah. Get you, get you, by the time I refletch them, yeah. Yeah. You could have bought good arrows. So you might, yeah. Just because the fletchings are so cheap, they wrinkle just from sitting there. Mm. They just start wrinkling. You know what I mean? Get wavy. So spend some money on some quality arrows. You don't need to go crazy with a set of $200 match grade target arrows, but get you a decent set for 50 bucks. Right. Probably. And I think the reason why we say that is, is because if you go to Walmart and you buy those cheap arrows that are, you know, $1.50 a piece or $5 or, you know, not five, but you know, mm -hmm. real cheap. Two arrows, or three bucks. Yeah. They're, they're, the, <clears throat> they're not going to be straight. You know, they're not going to be straight. Something's going to be wrong with them. And then what you're going to get is you're going to get, you'll shoot one arrow and you'll shoot perfect. You'll shoot another arrow. Although it might look pretty close to the same, it's probably not. The spine could be a little different. Mm -hmm. It could be a little crooked and you can't tell. And, you know, you're going to shoot two, three inches to the right or left or up or down. And then you're going to go, well, what am I doing wrong? It's not you. It's, it's the consistency it's, yeah. of the arrows. Yeah, it's, it's actually your arrow. So yeah. the better equipment you buy you're taking out the uh the flaws of your equipment yeah you exactly know? which isn't that critical in the very beginning but if you buy junk arrows you will not shoot well no justin or i could grab a bow with those type of arrows <clears throat> the ones that you can kind of bend to flex them yeah and they kind of stay halfway bent a little yeah. bit it's like oh really <laughs> you're right yeah I might as well throw a spear at the stupid thing. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, so you're going to get your bow. You're going to make sure you get a half dozen or a dozen decent arrows. Pick you out a release that fits you. That's something else that I see a lot. The release should go around your hand, and when you have the bow drawn, it pulls against your wrist, but you should be able to reach that trigger without having to like really stretch your finger out and just barely clip it. Make sure you get a release. Spend a little bit extra. To get one that either fits your hand or is adjustable, so you can adjust it short enough to fit your hand. You want to wrap. You want to real almost wrap your finger around it. Yeah, and uh, the way you can pull. I mean, you don't have to wrap like all the way back or nothing like that. Uh, that's personal preference, but yep. you want to be at least get that first knuckle of your finger around that release. Yep. That way, you get a good grip on it, and you know what you're doing. Sure. Yeah. You and don't it just makes you more comfortable, easier to get to <clears throat> it, and make it go off. And you know, you want to talk about punching. I think that's a little in depth. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to stay high level. Trying to low level, high level, high level, where we don't get into bog down into the details of. Yeah, you know that's what, what I'm mean. trying to do too. It's like I've got it's really hard an hours worth of material on every little <laughs> thing we've just talked about. Um, so yeah, so do that if you um, if you get into it and you have questions, you can you can find a decent coach in the area. There's some great coaches out there that would love to help you if you can't do that. And don't be intimidated to ask for help from a coach. Mm -mm. There is no stupid questions. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to be an archery coach, you had to go through it. You had to, before you even started, you wanted to teach people. Oh, yeah. For, for one. And then you had to go through a bunch of crap to be certified as a teacher. So... Most of the time, when you find an archery teacher, they're not going to be dickheads. You know, they're going to be right. nice people that want to help whoever wants help. Yeah, absolutely. Because they went through the trouble just to get there. Just to do it. Yeah. yeah. There's no egos involved, usually. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's a bad apple. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. But for the most part, <clears throat> they're going to be um, really good to work with and get you headed in the right direction. So, for instance, with my coaching programs, I can do one lesson 
or I can do years and years worth of lessons. I have one gal that keeps coming every week. She's been coming for a year, a year and a half or so. Um, she's got the back tension down. I've got her switched over to a different release next summer. She will absolutely light it up on the 3d courses. Think so? I know. So that's awesome. The light bulb went off about three or four weeks ago. The back tension started working. Yeah. She kind of understands the fundamentals of true aiming now and waiting for the bow to go off. That's cool. Oh yeah. She's going to be special. But anyway, um, so you can do one lesson, you can do two lessons, you you know, do as much as you want. And some people pick it up quick too. I mean, you don't you don't have to do a bunch of lessons to get yeah. better. It's not like playing a guitar or anything like that. You if if you go in one day and you go, I I totally get it. Yep. Then you got it. You You're know, good. Go home, practice. Yeah. Get and, better. And the main thing is have fun. There's something special about releasing an arrow and watching that thing fly to the target. Yeah. It's like I don't know how to describe it. It's an experience. And it's a, it's it's in slow motion, especially on a 3D course. When yeah. you let that if you if you drop back to 40 yards. On a yards, good shot. Yeah, on a good <laughs> shot. You drop back to 40 yards, you let that arrow go and you just watch it kind of just drop down into going through the woods, yeah. you can see it. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's there's it's archery is the experience and you're only competing against yourself. Every time you set your personal record, the next time you go out, you want to do a little bit better and a little bit better. Yeah. And you'll have days where you'll grab that bow and you won't be able to hit the broadside of a barn. It happens to everybody. Everybody. Don't get discouraged. Don't try and fight through it. If the wheels are falling off, put it up. Come back out tomorrow. Yep. You know what I mean? Every skill level <clears throat> goes through that. And there'll be days where, you know, me, I'm not good at judging yardages uh, at all. But there's been days I went out and just not miss a yardage just just you just feel like you could hit anything and everything that's in front oh of yeah Absolutely. every single little you pick out a ladybug on that target gun i'm gonna knock that bitch out right there <laughs> but no but it it's it's it goes both ways yep <clears throat> so get your release you got your arrows you got your bow now it's time to get a target yes uh there's all kinds of different targets um a lot of the a lot of new shooters start out with bag targets yep they're they call them bag targets they're mobile you can move them uh usually have a handle on top you can buy from small to really large um they're really good easy to pull arrows out of you can pull it out just grab a hold and just pull back it's mostly filled with some kind of foam material like Cut up pieces that they yeah, it's stuff like in clothing there. or insulation or like couch cushion materials. They cram it in there real tight. Yeah, and it, and that's what stops your arrow. Okay. What you do want to avoid is the white foam targets from either Walmart or something like that. All they are, they're, they're, they look real thick. Foam with the white yeah, plastic. foam and they're really, they're really light. Because what you'll do is even with a 40-pound bow, you shoot that thing, it's just going to blow right through it. Yeah. And then you've either lost your arrow or you've hit whatever you got behind your target. So avoid those. Go get you actual bag target. You can tell the difference. Or a block. They or make block. some decent block targets. Yeah. That are <laughs> foam. Layered foam, right? Yeah. The layered foam. I'm talking about like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's styrofoam. It's styrofoam. <laughs> it's like the stuff coolers are made out mm -hmm. of. Cheap $5 throwaway coolers. Right. Yeah. Don't buy those. Big blocks yeah. of that. You can go. That, your kids can shoot on those. That's what they're for. Yeah. But don't don't buy that if you actually have real equipment. Yeah. You'll blow through it. <clears throat> or if it doesn't blow through it and you bury fletching deep, take about a half a day shooting and you'll be blowing through it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take long. Right. Uh, my, my personal favorite is the Reinhardt 18 and 1. I'm a big 
And that's a foam target. That's Yeah, that's a... It's yeah. an octagon ball. It looks like an octagon ball with 18 different sides. Right, and it's it, there. Uh, I've had one for three years. Uh, we've shot on a bunch. I did. It's still... It's fairly small, too. What is the diameter, do you think? Is it 15 inches diameter, 12 probably, inches? Probably... Um, about that high. Oh, is it that big? Yeah, it's, it's bigger. Oh, got, he I, just held up about twenty inches. Yeah, it's pretty big. They got two different ones. They have a little, the little ball. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. and then they have the eighteen and one, the one you're talking about. It's fairly big. It's fairly bigger. Cool, yeah. cool, good. Yeah. So get your target. Get you a safe area to shoot. Um, if you if you're living in town and you don't have a safe area to shoot, I would say check with local shops see if they have an indoor range. Parks check talk to the park not not like a downtown city park there's a but there are some me tra- where i travel there are some parks uh usually somewhere in driving you know close driving distance they'll have a spot for archery okay and, cool. you, and if you don't look for it you won't know it's there if you don't google it you, yep. you will not know it's there. Uh, it's just literally just like a designated spot, pretty much with <coughs> a big dirt. Uh, like they'll have a hill in the back, and it's just a cut grass like a area. You take your own target out there. That's yeah. awesome. Just give people a place to do it. Yeah, give people a place to do it. So is that a, like a state park? Yeah, state park, city park. Some city parks have them. Um, just call and talk to them. Call, call and talk to them or, go, or Google it. That's what I usually yeah. just get on Google Maps and type in archery. Yep. And uh a lot of times they'll pop up, but most of your shops will have rains. They'll charge you like five bucks to go in there and shoot the day or whatever. Well so, worth it. Yeah, well worth it because you don't have yeah. to use your own target. They usually got targets there, and it's like a whole wall with a you know, target. Yeah. You know, either they some of them have indoor three D targets set up. Yeah. Some of them are have a wall where you put up hanging paper target. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if you don't have a place to shoot, start looking into stuff like that. Ask around. Ask your buddies where they shoot. And just get after it, man. Enjoy it. It is fun. Really fun. It's a lot of fun. So anyway, that's a rough overview, high-level overview of introduction to archery. And if you have any questions, do not hesitate. Reach out to us. Yeah, yeah, send us a message. We actually had a guy do that last week. Uh, Mike? What's his name? Jonathan. Jonathan. I don't know where I get Mike from. I don't know. I don't either. You pulled Mike, that one out of your... Mike Tyson. Bad <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. Oh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I'd like to get Mike Tyson in archery, but uh, he'd be a great ambassador for it. What'd you say, Jonathan? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jonathan from Southern Michigan. Yep, who uh, got a hold of Jimmy and and uh, we talked on the phone. I texted him or uh, messaged him myself. He called. We spent ten minutes mm-hmm. just saying, "Hey, here's what you ought to look for," and uh, hope we can get you headed in the right direction. <clears throat> Super nice guy. So yeah, if you got questions, reach out to us. We'll help you the best we can. That's right. We're not the final experts. We're not like black belts, but put in the right direction. Put in a lot of time, and mm-hmm. we can help you get started. So. That's right. So I want to talk about the bet. The bet. Let me lay this out for you. So here's what happened. This past spring, Justin turkey hunted his nuts off, mm-hmm. like, and didn't kill a turkey. No. So I started teasing him, calling him the turkless Hoosier. That was it. Yep. Yeah. So then he goes out and he goes one for three on the deer hunts with for getting released twice. So I called him the deerless Hoosier. Yeah, screw you, Jimmy. And he's like, take that back, take that back. He <laughs> said it on Facebook, take that back. And then he sent me a text. Hey, queer, you're messing up my deer season. I'm not going to kill nothing now. He like really wanted me to take it back. I'm like, no, I'm not taking that back. I told him, I'll bet you, we'll bet any amount of money you want that you'll kill the biggest buck you've ever killed before this year. 
I feel it. I'm like, uh, what's that old lady, Cleo? Cleo? Uh, yeah. Was it uh, the clairvoyant? She was on late night uh, TV. Oh, the. Call now, Miss Cleo. Yeah. Or? Call now. Yeah, that gal. <laughs> that gal. I'm like Miss Cleo of the deer world. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm telling you. So Justin and I have put money down on the line. $2,500. $2,500. bucks. That's right. If he shoots a deer, the biggest deer that he's ever shot before, he owes me $2,500. If he doesn't, if he doesn't. He can still shoot a smaller buck or does, then I owe Justin $2,500. And I am going to shoot the first forky that walks by me in the tree. <laughs> I don't think you will. No, I won't. I think you'll shoot a giant. A really expensive damn deer is what it's going to be. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I'll tell you what. If I win and you have to pay me twenty five hundred dollars, right? I will pay for your uh, taxidermy. My taxidermy. Take it to Larry. I'll pay the bill. So wait, I'll give I'll give you. You'll give me twenty five hundred dollars, but I'll and, pay for the mount. Oh, okay, I got you. So you could even go a two thousand twenty five hundred dollar full body mount, and it'd be taken care of. It's your money. All right, we'll do that. It's your Sounds money, but you're giving to it to me. So look good in the man cave, wouldn't well, it? Hell yeah, it would. I don't know if I have enough room. I'll get one of them mounts done where they're like jumping over something. You ever oh, seen that? Yeah. You ever seen that? Uh -huh. Yeah, I get one of those. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, one I'll go to pay the bill with your $2,500 and there'll be, uh, it's $2,501. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the bet. We'll keep you guys in the loop as we go through deer season here, what Justin and I are up to in the woods. And that's right. What we're seeing and what we're killing. Um, uh, you got a doe, right? You get a doe? Who got a doe? No, I haven't been hunting. Who got a doe? Somebody got uh, a doe. Didn't you post it? No. Um, he did a video where he forgot the SD card. Joe. No. I thought. Oh, he, Tyler got a doe. Tyler got a doe. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Okay. Hi, Tyler. Tyler got a doe, and Tyler shot this doe at 22 yards. with He's shooting the deep impact black eagles, which pack a punch, their micro diameter, with the Ramcat broadheads. Went through the deer and buried eight inches deep in the topsoil. That's right. His bow is is uh, <clears throat> packing a punch in those Ramcats. Tyler likes it eight inches deep. Sliced and diced. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. You know this from firsthand experience? Firsthand experience. No kidding. Yep. Does he squeal? Uh, a little Does bit. Does he squeal like a, a pig? Yeah, a little squeal bit. Squeal like a pig, boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> so we were talking about toes hunting keeping you guys <laughs> my brain just went <laughs> oh let's talk about so you've been out hunting early season movement what are you seeing i think they're on acorns now maybe they are for sure i've hunted but i've hunted fields and uh and woods and they're definitely on acorns and uh actually uh saw a couple does were actually eating a treetop uh that had fallen. It was a fresh treetop that I guess we had a wind, we had a uh, wind blew it over or something, but it was pretty fresh. What kind of tree was it? I don't know. I didn't pay that. Just close not like attention. a maple or an oak or something. Are they eating acorns over or just like the leaves? The, it looked like the leaves. Yeah, this no was like treetops. Yeah, I'll be darned. Um, so I, I can't. I honestly, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But I'd, you know what? I would be on if I was a buck right now. <clears throat> I'd be on butt cheeks. On butt cheeks? Yeah, I'd be looking. <laughs> I'd be cruising. Heck yeah. Yeah, we, I wish that's what they were doing right now. Yeah. Make it a little easier. Yeah. But, no, for as of right now, it, acorns is the way to go. Or, if, uh, of course, if you got a food plot, that's different. But, yeah, you know, if you're just hunting, you got a chance of hunting an ag field or or a, 
Acorns, you better hit acorns. Yeah, for the next week or so. <clears throat> yeah, at least. Yeah. Till that log comes I've been down. hearing about scrapes though. Uh, bucks are scraping. Bucks are scraping or rubbing. But I don't know if I don't know if it's a actual if they're coming back and hitting them again or if it's just practice. Uh because uh, this time of year they will they will practice they will practice on the uh, you know you know they'll they'll lay out some scrapes and rubs and stuff that they're not going to come back and use so just doing it out of just doing it out frustration, of frustration maybe yep. like son of a bitch I'm ready here we go yeah where are they at <laughs> putting out the vibe <laughs> putting out the vibe. the vibe I'm ready you ready I'm ready hanging around there That's look right. at me ladies <laughs> but yeah uh, so I don't know if hunting them will do you any good but. Uh, you know hunting the scrapes yeah but if you know if you find a scrape and a big bunch of oaks or something like yeah, that a bunch of acorns around something like that if you're then, getting trail camera pictures of them coming to the scrape during daylight i'd say get your butt mm -hmm. out there and make it happen yeah but for the most part you're going to find a lot of randoms a lot of random small scrapes and and some rubs that's only been hit like once i've seen two big bucks been harvested so far two large really really large really deer. substantial deer uh, one in Clark Center, one in Bloomington, I think. Yeah. It was funny. Um, you probably saw the one in Bloomington. Great 30.9 typical. Yeah, I saw that one. So it was funny. One of the guys I work with at one of the stores sent me a picture of that, the 90 kilo. He goes, hey, look what my buddy just got. He's already been offered 50 grand for it. Someone had already offered him 50 for the head. <clears throat> yeah. That's, well, that uh, anymore, if you kill a big deer, like uh, Cabela's or you know someplace like that. You, Jimmy John's collects them. Yeah, uh, and they they'll actually, uh, which I don't think it's a bad deal. They'll give you fifty grand, and then and then have a replica made. I would say give me the replica. Uh, yeah, <laughs> give me the replica. You can because <laughs> have you seen the replicas? Yeah, like you go to Bass Pro tell. Shop and you see the hole in the horn deer at every Bass Pro. Yeah, and uh, and it's just replicas. All it is. Yeah, so, they look great. Yeah, they look awesome. Yeah, I'd say send me the replica, mm -hmm. and I'm building a shooting range. <laughs> 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 so yeah it's that's, that's a good deal i mean unless you're that sentimental but um i can't imagine well maybe you would be i wouldn't be i wouldn't no i'm not not for 50 grand mm -hmm. i mean it's, it's not like i'm giving up anything i mean as long as I, as long as it's a, if it was like a crap replica i'd be pretty mad and then that'd be different but as long as you get a good one you couldn't tell the difference uh, there's no reason you're you got pictures you got the experience yeah you know. and so a lot of guys if they're if their cape the height of the deer gets messed up they have to use somebody else's cape anyway right yeah so the only thing you're really giving up is actual bone <laughs> ask john <laughs> <Yeah>. the ventilator <laughs> old ventilator yeely <clears throat> he's out busy he's doing his three weeks of work is he, he works six weeks a year six weeks a year uh-huh he's a farmer yeah he works six weeks. That's it. That's it. Oh, I'm sorry. Six weeks plus another week for mailbox installation. Oh, okay. So put up more mailboxes, get more government checks. Right. Know? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 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 Well, and for all the farmers out there that are listening, before you come assassinate me, I'm totally teasing. <laughs> I work in the ag, ag industry. Ag, not egg. Egg. Um, it's not like that. We just like teasing our buddy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't work that hard. So don't come kill me. Yeah. Regardless, John doesn't do much. Heck no, he sends his wife to work every day. She's making the real money. Oh, really? So he just bullshits around. He don't do yeah, that. He just he goes pretends. He goes hunting. Yeah. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I'm so busy. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Yeah. You know how that goes. I know how it goes. That's what guys with fat wallets experience. Exactly. What am I going to do today? What can I do to look busy? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me go get in this tractor and take a picture and send it to a bunch of people. And then I'll get down and, <laughs> and go And then I'll get down and go hunting. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. So the floor is now open. We've got through our list already. Did we really? Yeah. 45, 46 oh, no. minutes what in. What are we going to do? What are we going to talk about now? Um, we can talk about butt cheeks. We can talk about butt cheeks. I like butt cheeks. Me too. Do you? In my face. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Children here. Yeah, there is. We ain't gonna go into detail. Sweet, adorable, sweet, adorable little daughters sitting here looking at us. (laughs) About five yards behind me. What are they talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Kenzie. So, so what do you want to talk about? Have you been in the woods yet, Jimmy? Nope. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. First tomorrow. day. Tomorrow. Yep. I'm going to whack a turkey. Whack a turkey. Going to whack a turkey if I can. Yeah. Hopefully you get a big buck come in. Maybe. Must be pretty good. You never know. We got that 20. It's going to rain in the morning. And drop 20 degrees. Drop, yep. Northwest wind. It's going to be nice. I hope so. Yeah. It'll be my first time. I got a stand to go to. So that's good for a northwest wind for right. deer. So I'm gonna take the climber in. Are you? You yeah. gonna climb? My, um, my release is strapped to my bow right now. I was gonna say, <laughs> do yourself right now, a favor. At this, get Mandy's release out of her case, put it in your backpack. Yep. And she's giving me the stink eye. Yeah, because she ain't gonna use it. No, she doesn't shoot a bow anymore. No, she doesn't. She's too. Busy. Last time she tried to shoot a bow, she dry fired it. Ouch! <laughs> oh, we're getting the double stink eye. <laughs> you want to come defend yourself, Miss Mandy? All right. She declined to defend declined. herself, so we can say whatever we want. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, get her release. Put it in your backpack. Yeah, well. I'm, it, although it could backfire. I lost Lori's release. I think it's in one of my totes. <laughs> and I hear about that sucker every day. Where's my release? Where's my release? I said, honey, it's in one of my totes. I promise. Because I used it. You got a whole shop full of them. That's what I killed Kicker with, was her pink release. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. That's what Mandy's is. It's the same thing as mine, just pink. Yeah. yeah. Lori's got a pink uh, True Fire Edge, and I told her, I said, I'm going to kill a big buck with this. And I'm, I loved it, so I just kept using it. Just kept using it. Yeah, yeah. I, finally re- I finally got a new hunting release this fall. Yeah. I went with the True Ball Beast 2. True Ball Beast? True Ball Beast 2. It's, Sweet. it's a nice release. I set it up. It's the same length as my target, my Center X, so it feels the same. The trigger swept the same. It's It's all good. Except for his hunting release. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so ready. I'm just ready to get out in the woods. We almost hit a deer on the way here. Did you? Mm hmm. Almost hit a doe. Big buck. (laughs) Take it. The game's over. Everybody's filing out. Oh, everybody's out. Are you leaving? Wait. Oh. Uh, Loser. mm. Good luck hunting them all, Drew, while your significant other's at work. Yes. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, very well. Lay one down, Drusilla. Peace out. Peace out. See ya. We lost our live audience. They're leaving. Yep. Oh, Tyler just blew us a kiss. Oh, he caught mine, put it in his pocket. Save that for your big buck. Come on, another That's a... <laughs> put it in your Mountain Dew can. <laughs> Better save that Mountain Dew forever. I put it in the freezer for a while. Don't, don't if, let if, don't let it out. 
No, if I only don't. we were doing live video, people I, could I see how retarded he is. <laughs> <laughs> we had to sit there and watch that. We just wasted 20 seconds of our life. 20 seconds of dead air. Yep. <clears throat> we apologize. Apologize. Don't know what happened there. It won't happen again. So, you ever seen that uh, clip from the Fox News guy, Shepard Smith, when he's talking about J-Lo? No. Oh, I'm going to pull it up. <laughs> You're going to pull it up? Oh, my gosh. It's great. Go for it. It's hilarious. And we can start using it. Um, Shepard Smith J-Lo Let's see what this brings up Oh, here we go This is good Hopefully I don't get enough. J-Lo's new song, Jenny from the Block All about Lopez Roots About how she's still a neighborhood gal at heart But folks from that street in New York The Bronx section Sound more likely to give her a curb job Than a blow job Or a blo- block party <laughs> It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened, but it won't happen again. <laughs> Dude, I am so full of useless, funny stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Me too. It's useless. Like, it fills up my brain. Like, I feel like I could do more with my life, but I, I just don't. It just stays there. It's the teenage humor. You be a humor? Humor. It's a teenage humor. humor. Our mindset. We like stopped growing up mentally when I was like 13, 14. Right, yeah. I mean, I still laugh my butt off at fart jokes. Oh, yeah. Fart jokes and farts in general. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bad smells. Yeah. Can't get it. What's so funny about that? There's something funny about letting off a nice, juicy, wet fart. (laughs) And except when they're hot and you when it burns. Yeah, it burns. Then you know, uh oh. But when, like, I did that at work. Uh, I, my best one, I crop dusted a whole bus at work and I had three people gagging. Oh my God. Yeah. And that was, pro- and it was like, I almost passed out from laughing so hard. <laughs> I, I literally, like I, I, I couldn't breathe or nothing like that. And they're, they're literally going, <laughs> like, I, I thought somebody was going to puke. Nobody <laughs> puked, but I did. I saw, I got on the bus. I farted, and then it just seeped out of my pants as I walked to the back oh, of the bus. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. One guy got really mad at me. Like, oh, he did? Oh, yeah, real like mad. Like fighting mad? Uh, well, yeah, he wasn't going to fight, but he was like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Why would you do that? <laughs> That's so childish. But, yeah, it was. But oh. I, it was childish, but I, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. And he was probably pissed at you while you were dying laughing. Oh yeah, I was dying laughing like right in his face. I couldn't help oh, it. Yeah. I just I couldn't I couldn't help it. Yeah, yeah. A lot more people thought it was funny than than were mad. So so, <laughs> so that, that was you gotta, a win. You, you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you, you can't please everybody. Well, there's there's two farts that stick out in my Hall of Fame memory. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one was my dad. I was a teenager. I was, he came to pick me up at a friend's house, and we're all in this bedroom watching some video. And he like kneels down to watch the video with us. He silently farts, and the cat smells it first. And the cat gets out of there like he tossed it in water. And then the rest of us start gagging, like just like you're talking about. And we all get out of there, and Dad's just dying laughing. He thinks it's the funniest thing ever, and it was like legendary stink. Then there was a guy at work who was the king of, I don't know how he did it, but when he would drop a fart, it would stay in this little invisible zone. Right there. You could walk one foot this way, you wouldn't smell it. You walk three foot that way, you wouldn't smell it. Just right, right there. It's right there. It was funnier and hell to watch people walk through it. <laughs> They'd be walking along and you're just sitting there waiting for it. And they're like, oh, God. 
<laughs> so he's a, he goes out to the parts counter one day. No one's out there. Drops a big, nasty hanger. Right. I mean, he was the king of dropping hangers. <laughs> okay. So I'm walking, you know, I come up front. I'm not over there yet. And a customer walks up and I said, hey, what can I get for you? And we both walk into this hanger at the same time. <laughs> True story. We're looking at each other and our eyes are both watered. <laughs> I swear to God, he goes, you know what, I'll get it next time. And he laughed. <laughs> he freaking laughed. <laughs> oh, That's funny. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we were both sitting there, tears rolling down our cheeks, looking at each other. I'm like, oh, my God. He likes it burns. Yeah. It burns. Oh, shit. Uh, that's funny. So, yeah, those are my two. That farts are just, a, just a, I don't know what it is. They're just awesome. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Oh, shoot. But, yeah. That's great. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so many so many farts. What other practical out. jokes have you pulled at work? At work? Yeah. Um, put grease in people's door handles. That's always fun. Um, uh, we should tell people to send us on Facebook their funniest prank yeah, at work. Yeah, send some pranks, yeah. We could do that. Maybe we I'm trying to think. We, we've done so many. I shot a guy with an airsoft gun in a, in a backhoe one time. <laughs> a long time ago. Probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> this was prior to CSX. <laughs> yeah, prior right? to CSX. Yeah, I wasn't working for CSX at this time. But yeah, right, drew blood and everything. Oh, did you he, really? He didn't know it was coming. No. But it was How like. How close were you? It was a thing, huh? Out from here to the door. So 20 feet? Yeah. It, well, it, it, it was a thing. What we were doing is we would we would have these wars, not at work, you know, it was yeah. after work is right. when we'd have them. And yeah. then it kind of started folding into work. Oh, yeah. Bleeding right. over a little bit. Yeah. And the, the only rule was, is no aerosol, like no uh, CO2. You weren't allowed to have CO2. Okay. Just the spring-loaded ones. Okay. The spring-loaded ones were shot plen plenty hard enough, all right? So... Uh, I got I, I got a video to prove it where we a friend of ours, I shot her <clears throat> in the leg, and I I was like fine shoot me back so I pull up my shirt on my uh, my to expose my back, and just stood there and she popped off like six rounds into my back and it was it was awful oh my god, <laughs> but uh so yeah they were enough but I went out and I bought a CO two pistol. You know, oh. for those pits, because there's a few jackasses out there that'll just get way too close. And if you got that close to me, you know, and start shooting at me, because we didn't wear masks or nothing. We yeah. just went after it, you know. Yeah. And uh, then I would pull the pistol out and <laughs> drop a few rounds. <laughs> the old dirty air. <laughs> right, style. yeah. So, and we just, it started folding over into work, and he was just kind of laid back, you know, uh, what whatever on his phone, you know, and uh, wasn't paying attention, and I, right in the stomach, and that, <laughs> yep, got him. He got was him. bleeding. Yeah, he's bleeding. Oh wow! It what, didn't like pin it. Didn't like go in. Yeah, it hit off, but it was enough to leave a little break the circle of blood. And, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. <clears throat> yep. Is that a prank or is that just a vindictive prick move? <laughs> That's just a prick move, I think. <laughs> so what I used to do um, for fun is I'm pretty good, decent at disguising my voice on the phone. So I would call. A service manager or a sales guy and rip their ass i mean just totally rip their ass and then i would hang up on them and then i would happen to just stroll by their office <laughs> to see how, they were how are you doing today yeah. 
And the people at work absolutely lived for me to do that. They would ask me, hey, his name was Buck Henry, this made-up character. I think Buck Henry needs to call so-and-so today. I'm like, all right. So I'd go in the back parts where they can't hear me, you know, and I'd get on the phone and ask for him. I had one guy. I had one sales guy freaking mad at me, and I hung up on him. I told him to screw off or something. I hung up on him. I go flying out to the parts counter and just stand there like I've been waiting, and here he comes out of his office. He's like rubbing the back of his head like, like what's the matter, Delbert? And uh, he goes, oh, I'll tell you some people. I said, you've been talking to that Joe Pe- Petchy guy? Because I said my name was Joe Petchy. He goes, you dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I had to start changing the names and the voices when they knew Buck Henry. And, right, you know, yeah. I had one service manager. Left. How do you not hear Joe Petchy? Because <laughs> I talk fast. The key when you're pranking people on the phone and you're getting them going, the key is to push them. Don't give them any room any to react. Room, yeah, no room to react. No yeah, room you're to just talk, all nothing. over them. Just okay. up their butt. Just yang, 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 yang. Just long, stop long enough to take a breath. And you let them get out. Uh, wait, uh, and uh, butt. And you're just hammering them. That's good to know your job, too. Yeah. It's one thing, like, you try to call some random person that you don't know. I even did it to my sister one day. <laughs> did you really? Mom and I were sitting on the deck at her house. My sister was up north working for a family member, like, as a receptionist in his landscaping company. And I called, and I ate her ass, told her that she could wipe the <laughs> her butt with the bill and all this. I mean, I had her going, I'm like... <laughs> Mandy, it's Jimmy. I'm just kidding. She's like, you asshole. <laughs> and Mom and I are losing it. That's so, yeah, awesome. That's always, that's always a fun prank. I worked at uh, IGA in high school, and I decided one time to take dry ice and put it in the women's toilet. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to call down the front desk and tell one of the girls, hey, the bathroom floor is foggy in there. Can you come to <laughs> it? You know? Well, one of the older women from the bakery went uh, up there to use the potty, and I got in big time trouble. I thought I got fired because I went to work to check my schedule the next week and my name and hours were crossed out and it said C. Dale. Dale was the store manager. I thought, right. Oh my God, I just got fired. So I go to his office. He goes, come on in, close the door and sit down. I'm like, oh crap, I'm fired. Here I go. And he told me, he goes, you know, he goes, one thing I can't tolerate around here is a practical joker. He's like, I've got to make an example out of you. I'm like, here, I'm getting fired. He goes, <laughs> personally and i won't repeat that i'll deny this i thought it was hilarious <laughs> but you look like an amateur compared to the stuff i used to pull off <laughs> he's telling me this he's like but i gotta make an example out of you i'm like well here it comes he's like i'm gonna suspend you for a week you can't come in and work for a week i'm like sweet, sweet. see you in a week yeah, all right. <laughs> vacation yeah. was it during deer season i didn't have back uh, then. Okay. i was in high school i got gotcha. yeah yeah so <clears throat> i uh, yeah don't put there's the lesson don't put dry ice in the, in the, in the potty. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can freeze up and it makes cool fog on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Just comes out and down to the floor and blow like a fog did machine. The, did, did it all, did, did the whole, all the potty water freeze up? No. No. That, and that's what they were worried about. Oh, freezing okay. up and breaking. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So don't do that. Just put it in a cooler and put it in a corner or something. Yeah. Yeah. I should have. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, man. I was going for the laugh. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, sometimes I'm like Carter falls after me in this regard. Use his poor judgment to get the laugh. Oh, okay. You I'm gotcha. sure why it's yeah, probably well, guilty why of that. Why it's part of that one, too. Yeah. How old, how old what? Uh, seven? Eight? Eight? Eight. Eight. He dropped a D's nuts joke on everybody tonight. Yeah, he sure did. That was funny. Yeah, he's all about it. He's all yeah. about these nuts. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, the funniest thing Wyatt ever said. <clears throat> We're in Walmart. 
and we had goats right yeah are they fainting goats <clears throat> no they okay. were just goats it was tammy he was like a little pygmy goat and we had another goat and uh we just had our goats castrated okay one of them and uh and me and mandy were talking about it in the car on the way there you know about the goats castrated and he goes what does that mean i said it's like it, we're cutting their nuts off Wyatt." and he goes oh okay and uh <laughs> how old is Wyatt uh, at this time uh, he's probably five four okay. something like that and uh so we get into walmart and we're we get all our stuff and we're checking out and the lady looks at white and she goes well how are you doing today he goes my goat had his nuts cut off today <laughs> <laughs> and i and i we just started dying laughing because that lady's like she was she's had no clue like she, there was no backstory out of left field. yeah nothing and and she was just like oh okay <laughs> She probably went home and told her husband. Uh, yeah, probably. There's some weirdos. <laughs> There's people at Walmart. I got <laughs> people at Walmart. Goats nuts off and stuff. Five year old kids talking about their goats nuts falling off. Yeah, it was pretty funny. That was that was really funny. That is funny. I'm trying to think of any other. I mean, I'm so I'm such a prankster at work. I do it all the time. I mean, I'm always pulling pranks on people. They don't like it when we do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> they really don't cool well because i think what really killed it for us is this is once i got a job on csx before that we did all kinds of stuff like I worked at lowe's and i worked at a auto or a it was it was a car wash slash chevrolet store you know a garage, garage uh, yeah dealership. and it was a, a parts store too so it was all mixed in so there was all kinds of people and we were always doing something to somebody yeah. you know so we did all that stuff you know that's where the the uh <clears throat> the guns come in and everything so and but uh man where was i going oh once i got on csx there were a couple pulled but then somebody we actually had the uh it's he's like two guys below the ceo of csx you know this multi-billion dollar company mm -hmm. come to our gang yes yeah and uh somebody decided they were going to take a tube of grease uh-oh and put it on the inside of his handle <laughs> of, uh, of his brand new suburban oh, wow. csx truck and you know if it would have been just our supervisor that would have been funny yeah but they had to do it to like his boss's boss's boss yeah. that showed up there and it, it was hilarious, but the simple fact is he didn't find it funny at all. Like, oh. not even a little tiny bit. It was, I'm coming after whoever did this. Oh, my. I'm going to find you. And I'm going to cut your teeth out and stuff. I mean, it was bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was real bad. So that kind of put the kibosh on, you know, <laughs> practical jokes and the CSX world. But so it didn't improve morale, I take it. No. One cool thing that we used to, like... You especially first thing in the morning, which was it was awful. It was when I first started, and I was I was nineteen, and uh, <clears throat> you would take in the hotel room. You take a bucket, like a one of those ice buckets, yeah, full of water, yeah. and on the doors that pulled in, yeah. you know, what you do is you lean it against the door. Yeah. So first thing you're getting up five thirty in the morning. You're getting ready to walk out to go to work, and you open it up, and that bucket just spills all over your feet and your boots and, and all uh, that stuff. Yeah, first thing in the morning, that was always a good wet one. Wet socks all day. Wet socks, yeah. See, we got, uh, at work, we got, we had to stop because we got in trouble, but we were doing bottle rockets and firecrackers at people. Oh, no. 
So there was one time we had this pipe. We'd had bottle rockets laying all over the place. You know, wherever was a good ambush opportunity, you kept a stash yeah, somewhere. Yeah, a stash of bottle rockets. So there's one time there's this service guy walking through the back parts to go to the forklift. And I grabbed the pipe and shoved the bottle rocket in the front. And one of the other guys lights the bottle rocket. And it's a whistler. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm standing there and smoke's still coming out of the end of the pipe. And the owner walks out from underneath the deck and oh, looks up. No. And here we're standing there grinning like a couple of jackasses. <laughs> They're like, uh, no more of that. No more of that. Come we're on. Like, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But we had forgotten that there was a bottle rocket in the battery room up high on the shelf and we needed to get the plasma cutter and cut the like the structural tubing down so we could move it around the room because there's a uh, overhead thing support for the upstairs floor there yeah so i'm in there have the little welding mask on running the plasma cutter around oh, shit. and i didn't know it at the time my sparks from that lit the bottle rocket it flew underneath the helmet oh, up no. against my neck and poof, Oh, no. I came out of that room ready to fight. I came out of there like a cat, ready to go. I mean, I was going to kill. Thought, you thought somebody. I was going to kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was ready to fight. <laughs> and I'm like looking around, and there's nobody. There's just silence. It's just you. Yeah. And I start running up and down the parts bins looking. I'm like, I'm going to find him. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> it was laying up on top there, and just perfect, got lit, and went up under my helmet. Oh, man. You got yeah. lucky. I was ready to kill somebody. I bet you were. Yeah. But it hurt, too. It did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It right. scared me because it was a whistler. It's going <laughs> in that helmet. I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> Broke bubble me. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. No more fireworks. No more fireworks. Nope. Then food's off limits. What is? You can't mess with food or drink. Anybody? Anybody's food or drink? Yeah. yeah. You can't because that's not funny. No, that's, that's not, not when funny. you ingest something. No. So that's awful. Jim and Jimmy's very particular about that. Like Jimmy will jump into a pond in December rather than try to eat some bet on cat food or dog food. Oh, ain't happening. No. Yeah, I tried. We tried to do that one time where we were going to shoot this old bow he had, and whoever lost had to had to eat a bite of uh, canned cat food. And he was like, "I ain't doing it. Nope, nope. I ain't doing it at all. Ain't happening." No, I ended up in a mankini that night. <laughs> we got the pictures to <laughs> prove the it. Pictures to prove it. That's right. Yeah. So send us your uh, send us your work pranks. Let's hear your top work pranks. Video or just a story. Yeah, just send it on in. Story or whatever. Yeah, that'd be fun. <clears throat> whatever. And don't forget, you know, if you kill anything whatsoever, you know, get you a nice bow kill. Uh, make sure you uh, send us a PM on our page. Don't post it in comments and stuff like that. Give us a little backstory, and we will make you famous. Heck yeah, we'll make you famous. Yeah, we love seeing pictures. We love seeing yep. people. Send us your cooter. No, I mean send us your deer pictures. <clears throat> yeah, your deer pictures, not your cooter shots. <laughs> <laughs> it's really going to get wobbly. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, but yeah, send us your deer pictures. We love seeing it. People love seeing it. Yeah, everybody likes share it. it. You, the 13-year-old boy from Kentucky. That yeah, with, with the elk. Great elk. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was a cool, cool picture. <sighs> yes, it was. He'll never forget that day the rest of his life. Nope. Yep. Never will, and you know, I mean, there's a. It's so funny because it's I, there's not too many deer that I can't remember. No, uh-uh. <clears throat> the does maybe kind of maybe a doe, yeah, but but still, you know, if it's got a decent story to it, it's you know, it I can remember it pretty well. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> so 
Yeah, just send them in. Send, yeah. send, us, send us what you got. This year's stuff. We don't want stuff from five years ago. Send, send us what you get this year. Yeah. Send us your current. Yeah. Harvest. <clears throat> update. Pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I've had uh, fun tonight. Had a good time. I had a lot of fun. So we'll, uh, we've got several guests that we've been trying to get on the show. And it just seems like it don't work out. No, nope, <clears throat> it never works out. So. No, so you just have to listen to me and Yimmy. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we'll get uh, Mike Tyson in here one of these days. We got three or four faithful listeners out there. Yeah. Like no, that. that's, you know, I still get, like today, I had a customer that I didn't even know knew about the podcast said, hey, you got, when you guys do another podcast, I really enjoy them. I said, oh, you've heard one or two of them? He's like, no, I listened to every one of them, and I had no idea. Right. So, I mean, we got listeners out there. That, I got some guys at work that listen to it on the way to and from work. They listen to it every week. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I'll be darned. And once Justin gets off this crazy nine on, five off thing, we'll be able to get more <clears> consistent <throat> with them. So, yeah, I love doing it. We'll keep doing it. We'll keep getting better. We'll get good content, good guests. The longer we go, the more polished it will get. Ooh, wait till we do to the 8 a show. ATA. That's right. In January. I'm yeah, really looking forward to that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there Thursday, f- Thursday night, Friday night. We'll go Saturday, so we'll be in downtown Indy those nights. If anybody wants to meet us up, yeah, we'll go out and have a few bever- adult beverages <clears throat> and talk shop. That's right. Yeah. So, anyway, anywho, I've, I've had fun tonight. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Until next time, stay wobbly.